1: what's going on everybody and welcome back to no other pod Whoa. he's dan i'm jimmy and what's going on my it's
2: time <laughs> we, need, we need that ufc guy man because mls is starting for realsies this week get excited i'm hyped man i don't think i need to hype you up but i will if i need to
1: yeah i don't think we're gonna get bruce buffer announcing in place of heart soul at children's mercy park as exciting as it would be
2: that is Bruce so, Buffer. Whatever happened to his brother Michael Buffer? Because he was the OG.
1: He was doing boxing stuff, wasn't he?
2: Doing boxing was doing like WrestleManias. I mean, yeah. he's a big deal. He was a yeah. Ready to
1: Rumble. Bruce took over, so.
2: That's right. Very um,
1: cool. Apologies for my voice if I sound terrible. I am literally a day <laughs> off Disneyland, so I was screaming like a small child as one does.
2: Yeah, Jimmy rode the. Uh, aladdin's magic carpets one too many times
1: Um, i swear you know it's just a whole new world so i'll get you um no i mean man riding guardians of the galaxy and then the new star wars rise of the resistance ride it's pretty Mm. freaking cool disney
2: pod i love it dude i mean
1: we can't talk we can't record an episode of this podcast and not talk about something disney it's pretty much tradition at this point that's great I, i
2: just wish california had more i know they don't have space it's cool that they added the star wars section but uh they just can't do enough that like Florida can, you know.
1: Yeah, they don't have the space. It is pretty cool though. Like the stuff they've done with California Adventure, the way they oh, yeah. expanded that and they're building it used to be the trash. Campus. It's pretty cool. So it
2: used to be like the
1: worst, where people were like, "Why would I go there?" And now it's right. a lot of fun. Right. So it's a good time. Um, I'm also I'm still in California. I'm sitting in my cousin's apartment. She yeah. and her husband are literally listening to me record right now uh, in their living room. They're getting a, li- they a live show that they're doing a live pod. For. half of a live pod hell yeah Um, so anyway it's uh it's a fun time you in la right um, now i am yeah guys jimmy's doing a podcast
2: jimmy's doing a podcast in santa monica california he could have phoned it in but no mls season is here and he knew i gotta get on there i gotta go i even gave him i gave him an out i was like you don't have to dude i understand and he's like "Nah, i gotta do
1: it yeah so we're here i mean look we can't not record a podcast four days before the first game of the season that's true man are you gonna be
2: will you still be there this weekend
1: no i fly back friday night
2: oh that sucks because it'd be way cooler to watch on that time zone than here
1: (laughs) it would be a much more reasonable time that's for sure yeah but no that's great uh, but yeah speaking of which uh we're gonna cover the game coming up against the vancouver whitecaps we'll talk about our predictions for that game we'll talk about our predictions for the entire season. Uh, of course we'll answer your questions and recap the preseason but first i want to remind you if you have not yet left us a five-star rating or review do we doing go do it do Uh, it thank you to everybody who has done that we didn't get any new ones between the last episode and this one but if you leave us one whether good or bad but please leave good we'll read it on air as we always do yeah it
2: depends how bad if it's real bad you might not get my attention
1: Well, I think we've only got, like, two bad ones ever. That's true. And, that's 153 five-star. That's true. Those were sour pusses. Yeah.
2: We had to to put them out there. And then
1: everybody yelled at them on Twitter.
2: They they did. So. That's the Legion, man. The Army That's the the Knop Legion.
1: (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's jump into recapping the last couple of preseason games that happened since. Oh, yeah. We last talked. We had two games. uh, both of which ended up in 2-1 Sporting KC losses, which is kind of weird. Uh, the first That's one, how it goes. obviously, uh, Phoenix Rising FC uh, out in Tucson, and then the second one against the New York Red Bulls. So you know, if we take a look at the starting lineups that played in both of these games against Phoenix Rising, that was the first one. This was by no means a first-choice team. Um, Yes, we had Johnny Russell starting We had Gerso starting Maybe those are a couple of people that could get into the starting lineup Uh, But I mean, but the rest of this lineup It it was definitely a second choice or a worse team So I don't put a ton of stock into that that result But if you look at the Red Bulls starting lineup That might have been the lineup we see when we come out on Saturday So give me your thoughts on these two games and, And what you think we should take away from these two matches And the preseason in its whole
2: yeah, man. Thoughts are that, uh, you know, what 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 Peter said about the Phoenix game was that it was like a track meet. He's like we were just we were just running all over the field with them and not getting anything done. You know, they were just running. Um, but New York looked a little more concrete. The New York game, we we kind of knew what we were doing. Couple mistakes. Um, still kind of worried about our defense a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure we needed to give away a PK like that in the preseason game, but right. I think. You know, I think someone asked uh, on Twitter, you know, how much uh, stock do we put in to preseason? I, and I, I texted you and I was like, ah, oh, we suck again. <laughs> right. And you were like, dude, you know, people don't win preseason right. games. I mean, Dallas Cowboys when they were like a dynasty, they never won their preseason games. That's just how it is. Uh, Super Bowl champions Chiefs, they didn't win their pre- every preseason game. So. Right. Not much you can take away from it but you know going up to a Vancouver you, you I don't know you hope they got enough practice you hope they got enough uh, training in because it really didn't seem like that long.
1: yeah so the question you're referring to that came from Viet fan shout out to him he asked questions yep. almost every week he or she so uh, thank you for that question and the specific wording was did you take much stock in the preseason games and outcomes and how would they relate to the regular season? As you said, yeah. I don't think we have to worry about this too. Much. I mean, obviously, would i rather win the games than lose them. Yes, sure. But it wasn't that long ago, and I know it's a different sport—wrong football. But you know, the the Detroit Lions went four and zero in the preseason, only to go zero and sixteen in the NFL regular season. So preseason is not the end all be all by any means. No, especially so.
2: soccer, man. There's so much parity in soccer, and uh, I'm just I'm just ready to get going, dude. I'm I'm just I'm anxious. We're going to be live next Saturday, man. We're going to be live there.
1: Yep, we will. Um, There will definitely be some injury, or there have been some injuries that have come into play in the preseason this year as well. Felipe Gutierrez has not played once this preseason because of a bone bruise that he's been dealing with, Peter He's got a
2: sleeve on his knee.
1: Yeah. Um, Buzio was sick, so he hadn't been able to get some of the minutes that people were hoping he would get. He played against Uh, New York, right? Oh gosh, let me double check that. I uh, thought he did. He was sick during Phoenix, but he, I think he came he right w- back. He came in. He was a yeah. He subbed in for Roger in the seventy sixth minute. Yeah, there you go. So he got fourteen minutes. But I mean, you know, it's it's tough. Um, I I just I don't think that we should look at this as a sign of things to come necessarily. Uh, you know, they're still trying to figure out exactly what that first choice eleven is going to be. I mean, Peter. I don't know if you saw uh, the Blue Testament asked Peter some questions about. Injuries about the first choice lineup, about what to expect coming out of the preseason. And he basically just kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, which was, I thought was an interesting answer because he's usually sort of given that coach speak of like, you know, where we have a plan and and we're going to follow it and whatnot. But questions about, you know, we have six center backs on the roster. Are we going to keep six center backs on the roster or will someone be bought out? He just said, We'll see. I don't know. So, yeah, that's that.
2: He would never answer that. I mean, that's pretty much uh, if he said, what's he going to say? Yes. And then we're all like, oh, see you, Andreu.
1: But what that tells me is that he at least isn't for sure decided that we're not going to buy out Fontas because if they've already decided we're keeping Fontas around, then when asked, are we going to keep six center backs on the roster? He'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. We, we like the depth. We're happy with our roster as we're going into Saturday. And we're excited to, to be able to rotate the back line a lot and, and to make sure that we get fresh legs in there every game. And instead, he was just like, I don't know. Hmm. So, it's possible that Fontas is on the roster on Saturday, and it's possible that we buy him out by Friday. It's possible that it Peter just
2: doesn't like the person who asked who asked the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: maybe, um, probably not. But Felipe, is that Chad? Is that our buddy Chad? It, it was Chad. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think Arizona Peter, Chad. That's what I Peter, call him. Desert Peter and Chad. Chad. Have a good uh, good rapport there, so I, I'm I'm not too worried about that. Um, but I mean, he asked. You know, Chad asked Peter. Felipe's injury status and that's when he said he had a bone bruise and, and Chad was like well if it was a regular season game today would he play and Peter was like I don't know he's kind of up in the air it's, it's hard to say hard so, to say
2: yeah okay well I didn't read all that but that's that I mean, just sounds like dodgy like Peter's like I'd really like to go to bed so leave me
1: alone <laughs> Peter did kind of dart off as soon as the interview was done so but I think makes like, sense the weather was bad it was their last preseason game they're getting ready to pack up and come back to Kansas City so it's yeah. just you know what are you gonna do
2: Kudos to our uh, guest correspondent,
1: Chad, for even uh, <laughs> trying to get some questions, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he asked him, "Is like, hey, the starting 11 that you played today, is that the starting 11 that we're going to see on Saturday? And again, he was kind of like, I don't know. But what he did say is some guys are, are in form and playing really well. Other guys are in good shape, but they're not in form. And other guys are just trying to get healthy and get back to fitness, and <laughs> they're not quite fit. So, again, that's kind of like a non-answer. What the hell? Yeah. There, there was a game that was played, <laughs> and there was a winning team. <laughs> we, we did step on a field. It rained so. a little. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. But, I mean, oh, one of the gosh. questions definitely that we got um, from, uh, let's see, N- Yep, sorry I got confused. No other club SKC. That's the Twitter name. Uh, hmm. Assuming no injuries, what's your perfect starting eleven versus Vancouver? And this person gave their eleven, but I don't know what if you were to to throw out your eleven, everybody's healthy. Who are you putting out there to take on the Whitecaps?
2: Oh wow! I mean, I th- I think you put uh, you know you got Polito up top, and I kind of think you put Russell and Kyrie Shelton on the wings. I kind of like that a lot, and. Okay. You know, so retool Curry
1: on the left side then.
2: Yeah, probably, or, or retool it later and uh, bring Gerso in for him or something. And uh, okay, your midfield ideally Felipe, uh, Espinoza, and uh, I'd probably say Ilié, but he's kind of pissing me off. Uh, <laughs> what did you do? Well, no, I mean he just he made that mistake where Tim passed the ball to him and the Feels defender bad. jumped on it and shot it. It's like, dude. You yeah. just got schooled by a USL level guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but then your defense has to be Beisler and, uh, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Punchets. Punchets. And then your wingers got to be Martins and uh, I-, I think Zussi. Okay. Tim and goal, which by the way, Sanchez doesn't look too bad in goal either. So I don't feel bad if Tim takes a knock or anything like that and has to, you know, God
1: forbid come out of the game. But, uh, uh Sanchez looked pretty good as well yep and Sporting KC just signed 18 year old goalkeeper John Pulskamp as a homegrown player so another yeah see that's interesting on the roster send Eric Dick away and then sign a new young guy to take his spot Eric's like what the hell man I mean that kind of happens relatively often I feel like with Sporting KC we had Zendejas for a couple of years and then they sent him off because we had Eric Dick but then they sent him off because we had Polskamp. So. Room. who knows eric's that, down there with all his dry skin in the desert i'd be pissed I'd be like i don't want to be down here yeah so i don't know i wouldn't put too much stock in the preseason i don't know what my start I, you're, you're brave going with with shelton out there on the i lane. am Obviously. but
2: i i kind of see that peter trusts him right now like he continues to put him out there he in does. these preseason games and i'm like maybe that's who we're gonna see
1: dude I just don't I don't know that he plays long-term on the left wing. Maybe he does, but he seems better on the right side. But obviously he's not going to overseat Johnny. Yeah, right Johnny side. needs to be over there. Although Johnny, I don't know if you saw that interview, Johnny had been playing with a lot of the second, what you would call the second team lineups in the preseason. And Johnny was like, I'm right. just going to play better and earn my spot. And I was like, who are we kidding? Like, Yeah, that's interesting. He's our best offensive player, has been for the last couple of years. He's it's also gonna,
2: interesting that he's a left footer and plays on the right. I know he likes yeah. to cut in on his left and shoot yeah. like that, but
1: uh, most left-footed players like play on the left. Well, I think that's part of what Peter asks for, is he likes that sort of inverted winger who can cut inside and fire off their dominant foot cutting in toward goal. Yeah, for sure. So it definitely makes it harder to like, whip in those crosses, but that's when the fullbacks have to push up and you have Martins and Zussi coming up the flanks on, on the sides and, and they can whip in those crosses or look for the, the, the delayed cut back from either the midfielder or, or, or one of the wingers up there. Right. So, uh, so I definitely have Polito and Russell. I think right now I'd put Gerso on the left side. I like Kyrie kind of coming off the bench and providing a spark of energy, a different style than, than Johnny has. I think I'd leave Gerso in there midfield is where I don't have a clue what to do because we have too many players. Obviously I want Felipe in there. If he's healthy, I want Kinda in there. I think because he's looked fantastic in the preseason and he provides a clear ah, spark that we I haven't forgot really about him. Seen. Right. But then that means either Roger or Ilya gets left out in the cold. Yeah, I totally so, forgot.
2: There's so many people, dude, like people that you think are going to start. You're just like, wait, what about this guy? Like, yeah, you just forget about him. You're like, damn, we are pretty much covered. And that's cool. And, uh, you know, I've been listening to all these analysts throughout the week with their podcasts and their shows and everything like that. And, you know, they aren't expecting sporting to turn around and, like, win Supporters Shield, but they definitely think they will turn around and, and make the playoffs. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people sort of see them in that, like, you know, like, fifth Fourth, spot. fifth, sixth, seventh even spot yeah. in the West. I mean, there's seven people that make the playoffs, or seven teams that make the playoffs now in each conference. I'd be shocked if we didn't get one of those spots, given the sort of roster turnover that yeah, we have. My this guess year. is middle of the road, like fourth or fifth. That's kind of where I'm feeling. Yeah, so I want to talk about season predictions in, in just a little bit. Um, but I just, you look at, you have Espinoza or you have Ilya in there. And I know on Twitter, this no other club person said that they actually would put Espinoza at the number six because – Hmm. he or she thinks that Espinoza is a better defender than Ilya right now. Um, I don't think Espinoza at the six is really his strength. I think he doesn't want to play there. No. I know he's older. He's 33. He's getting up there. It's harder to have him go box to box for a full 90 minutes, but it's just part but of the he reason he, he's so good is because he just muddles up the middle of the field, and he can't do that if he has to sit back and hang out at the number six. That's he still goes strength. hard,
2: dude, despite his age. I'm just like, right. where do you get the energy?
1: Right. So if anything, if you were to have a a midfield of Felipe, Quinda, and Espinosa, I think you'd have to put Felipe at the number six and have Espinosa stay at the number eight box-to-box. But I don't like that either. either. So I think right now I'd put Felipe, Kinda, and I'd still have Ilya back there, but then I'd bring Roger off the bench as sort of that. Because, I mean, you see at the start of every game when he's just like flying around, imagine that coming in at like the 60-minute mark when everybody else is tired, and then you have this destroyer come in and just start beasting people off the ball yeah so i don't hate that and then i agree with you backline. i think this is pretty set martins bees punschich Zusie, and Melia. so we'll see but
2: we'll see what it looks like because right now it, it could be anything like like we said peter has the weapons man he could do combinations of all sorts of stuff so yeah and like we say every year like the first couple months are just trying to feel things out and it's nice that we get to do it against uh a vancouver team that was worse than us last year just barely right yeah um it's gonna be like watching the two the two poor kids try to try to argue about whose jeans are more expensive you know
1: (laughs) Uh, it's gonna be hard to tell who's who on the field because vancouver has the skc looking jersey now too
2: Uh, those are fake jinko jeans
1: Uh, just to wrap up the preseason, I mean, if you look at – this is why I don't think you really should put much talk in the preseason, just because, like, if you look at who our top performer was in the preseason, it was Wilson Harris, and congrats to him. He he might have a bright future, but, like, he had two goals and one assist. Wilson Harris is not going to be our top offensive player. He's a sporting KC2 player. He's not a first-team player. It's just, you know, shallow. He got two goals. That's nice to see. Johnny Russell got two goals. Buzio got two goals. Kinda got a goal. Espinoza got a goal. Clito did not get a goal. He did get an assist. That's weird to me. I don't me. know.
2: But I don't – it's fine. We're I mean, still scoring from- goals. We're not getting shut yeah. out. I mean, we're still putting it in the net, and that's
1: that's the confidence we need after last year, man. I think we just have a lot of new pieces that are going to be key contributors, contributors this year, whether on the back line, midfield, uh, front line – and I think it just takes time to build that chemistry and, and figure out, okay, how are we going to play together? How is Pulido, who, you know, Spanish is his first language. He's coming from Liga Amekis. Gadi Quinda's coming over from Jerusalem. Uh, from what I understand, he doesn't speak English very well. Then you have all of these other players who have sort of gotten used to playing together in the midfield and front line. But then you have Punchec trying to fill in on the back line and learn from Beisler. It's just, it's going to take a little time. Yeah. so and i think that's fine because look seattle did what seattle does every year this past year they kind of just chugged along until the middle of the season and then they kicked it into gear and then they won mls cup again so in skc last year we were friggin' dominating ccl and then next thing you know we're like just like the worst regular season team we've had in 20 some odd years yeah so give it time be patient I think that's hard to ask people. So whatever happens on Saturday, we're going to see all sorts of overreactions one way or the other. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, man. Do you have any final thoughts on preseason before we kind of move toward regular season now?
2: You know, I I really don't, man. It's time to go to Vancouver and – See who has the knockoff AirPods and
1: see who has the real ones, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Um, I do want to point out, just like as we move into the regular season, starting to talk about expectations and and, and what we can hope to see from some of the new signings. MLSsoccer.com did put up like a a top 10 newcomers to the league. Alan Polito comes in at number seven. Um, You know, they're talking about how he could very capably score 12 to 15 goals, if not more. Uh, And I think that he's obviously that number nine that we've been hoping for for a long time. So, you know, Peter Vermees
2: said, if he scores 22 goals, he'll buy him a TV,
1: man, he should buy him something more than a TV for 22 goals. I know he said expensive these days. I know he
2: said that though. And, uh, well, they can get expensive depending on what you go with. But, uh, did you hear that story about Peter on the, on that podcast?
1: I did not No.
2: Oh man. Let me sum it up for you real quick. Uh, I can't remember the exact number but he, he didn't have a TV in his household and he wanted a, he wanted a TV and he asked his dad he's like what do I got to do to get a TV and his dad was like if you score 46 goals or something like that this season well and he was young very young and he's like then I'll buy you a TV so the season goes on they're going into the last game and he's sitting at like 39 goals for the season so what's he do? He scores like eight goals in that final game to put him one over. So after the game, he's like uh, – or before the game, he was like, hey, did you, bring your, you know, did you bring your money? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I'm about to, about to score those goals. You're going to buy me a TV afterwards. He's like, oh, okay. And so he did, man. He bought him a TV, and that's when he got on the subject of like how many goals would Polito have to score to buy him a TV. And I think he said like 22 or something, and he'd, he'd buy him a TV.
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny.
2: And I bet all the other players are like, well, what the f-? – that's not – that wasn't in the CBA.
1: What, <laughs> what is this? Well, 22, I think that's a club record, isn't it? Isn't that what Maybe Don scored? Tw-
2: Maybe he said 26 or something. I don't know. Okay. It, it was definitely more than we've ever heard of before. So,
1: Yeah. So, I mean – neat hey, little
2: story. That, it was a fun, like, two and a half hours talking with this guy. It was cool. the most Peter I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yeah, I think – I mean, I don't know. I, if he scores 15 or more, I'm going to be very happy. And I don't think we should expect him to come in and score 20-plus goals because, obviously, Johnny's going to need to get some. Gerso, Felipe, Kinda. So, I don't know. They're going to still be spread around a bit, I think. But I do hope we see 15 or more from him this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, If you look at the rest of this list, just to let people know, the kind of players that are on here. Kenneth Vermeer, the new LAFC keeper, was number 10. Lucas Cavallini, Vancouver's new striker, who we'll see on Saturday night and the one that was rumored to, to be connected to SKC before we got Polito, Number nine, uh, Dario Zuparic. Um, he's the new uh, player that Portland got. Alan Polito, seven. Tiago Santos uh, and FC Dallas comes in at number six. Edison Flores for DC United, number five. Antonio Carlos, Orlando City, number four. Uh, Jao Paulo, Seattle, number three. Rodolfo Pizarro, Inter Miami, two. And of course, Chicharito, number one, LA Galaxy. So it's good company to keep for Polito. So he should be proud, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then if you look at MLSsoccer.com, they said who won the MLS offseason? Five clubs that enjoyed an impressive transfer window. Sporting KC is the second club mentioned. Um, obviously, we all know the additions that we had. Polito, kind Quinda, Punchech, Shelton, and Winston Reed. They just think that, you know, the offense, it's going to continue to score goals like it has in years past. It just might even be more efficient with Polito at the number nine and that the defense might be significantly improved with Punchech and potentially Winston Reed back there. So pretty cool to see that. Um, Columbus, Orlando City, Colorado, and FC Dallas, the four other clubs mentioned there. So I don't know if you put stock in those at all, but – that's where that's at and uh i don't know we'll see so all right now we turn our attention to the game saturday night vancouver whitecaps versus sporting kc in vancouver at bc place at you know a fantastic hour of 9 30 p.m kickoff oh, so boy. <laughs> you're gonna have to take a nap in the afternoon bro it, it, i play soccer at 8 a.m the next day yeah, I think I have a wedding that I actually have to be at on Saturday oh night, my. so I don't even know if I'm going to watch the game live, or I'm going to have it on like my phone like in the middle of the wedding, trying to see what's going on, but I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to at least record it, obviously.
2: If anybody objects to this couple being wed, say so now, and you're like, damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs>
1: Whoops. Um, Not again! Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see, but I'll definitely record it and watch it later that night. Worst case... Uh, which means you're going to get Dan running Twitter, which is always a fun time.
2: Oh, yeah. I got to do that, don't I?
1: <laughs> if you want to.
2: Better take my
1: drugs. Get the <laughs> caffeine pill going. <laughs> I love when like people start responding to certain tweets and they're like, oh, this is a Dan Twitter night, isn't it? And it like, is. Oh. <laughs> because
2: it's usually uh, wrestling gifs or yeah. uh, curse words. <laughs> yeah. Might get a few
1: XFL gifs in there every once in a while oh, now.
2: Oh, shit. XFL. That's a big deal.
1: You're a big Battlehawks fan, I know
2: trying to be a battle hawks fan i I guess they drink white claw after every victory it's kind of weird i don't know one guy ripped a can open with his teeth i was like you motherfucker
1: (laughs) why are you doing that your dentist is hating you i watched part of like the first week and i kind of watched the second week and i like well it wasn't
2: very high scoring but then st louis played the shitty new york guardians and they scored like 28 points and i was like hey
1: this is cool But they came out and they're saying the over-unders on these games are going to be like 57 and a half. They're going to be scoring left and right. And then the first games were like 14 to 3. Didn't I read something about a running clock? Was I mistaken? I think they're supposed to because they want the games to be faster than regular NFL games.
2: And they haven't been. It still stops. And I'm like, why is it still a three-hour game?
1: Like, I don't get it. It's long. And it does. Like, I was looking for all these crazy rules, and I know the kickoffs are different, but the rules don't feel that much different than a regular NFL game. No, so kickoffs I don't think are, gotten, you only have to have one foot in bounds. Right. I mean, obviously the extra points and then overtime right. would be very different, but I don't think there's been overtime yet. Not yet. So, I don't That's know. That's interesting. Hope y'all are watching and, and confused as much as we are. <laughs> anyway, but yes, Dan will be running Twitter Saturday night. Uh Vancouver, they always feel like they're kind of like a decent team, but not great team. Like maybe they kind of sneak into the playoffs, but more likely they're kind of like one of the better non-playoff teams. I don't know. This year, maybe this is, they're a little bit better. But. This
2: is battle of the losers, bro. Like we were both the bottom of the
1: conference last year. Yeah, it's it's not a fun thing to be sort of in this position. But
2: um, if there's anyone I want my first game against, it's Vancouver. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to play in Atlanta right out the gate. Well, that's true. I'd like to be more informed when we play them. I uh, but going up against Vancouver, I mean they haven't really it doesn't seem like they've improved much at all
1: yeah they were the one team in the west that was worse than we were last year we finished with 38 points they finished with 34 we had a negative 18 goal differential they had a negative 22 goal differential I'm sure
2: they probably do that they probably match you up with people that were similar to you the previous year before you start taking on some of the giants The you know the LAFCs the NYCFCs
1: maybe I don't know I don't know how they do it I know last year Houston played Atlanta in the first game of the year and won 4-0 and then went very different directions for the rest of the season because Atlanta ended up in second place in the East and Houston ended up in 10th place in the West. Atlanta's weird. They're just good at crashing out, man. Yeah, that's true. And it's going to be another weird year for them because they've lost some more players. Like It's just, I don't know. I think they're going to have a strange season again and I don't think that their fans are going to like it. So we'll see right but as far as sporting kc versus vancouver goes what do you expect from this game and do you have a prediction as far as results go because we know kobe wants us to do predictions every week so we can keep track of it like he has for the last two years
2: oh my god he did say that yeah i thought you said kobe i was like kobe bryant no right yeah what the hell yeah i was like that was that in the eulogy i missed that yeah he messaged uh, me just a few weeks ago he's a big soccer oh my fan. god it's too soon uh no he's a bit he's a good soccer fan and i buy his body armor drink it's delicious um <laughs> you know prediction man i would like to think we got something to prove and i think you're going to vancouver weather won't be a factor because that's they true. play under a, a roof that's true and uh I'd like to say we get a good 2-0, man. I'd like to say our defense has improved wow. with Poonchets back there. I'd like to see uh, maybe Polito gets a goal. Maybe he's been holding back in preseason. Um, maybe Felipe Gutierrez gets in there and, and, and scores a, a goal. I, I don't know. You think Felipe's going to be healthy before Saturday? I have no idea. Uh, neither does Peter. <laughs> Peter doesn't know anything, so who am I to say? But I, I just feel that uh, this would be a good first game back. Uh, have to ease back into things before you come home uh play those crapsicles uh houston dynamo and uh get this season rolling man i'm excited got my season ticket membership package in the mail things are looking good uh a big old bag of randomness (laughs) (laughs) bro there was a sporting branded sharpie uh for signings and stuff i was okay that's fine I, i use sharpies here on the reg so whatever uh and then there was like a patch that said One Sporting Way. They've been doing the whole address marketing thing this year. Kind of different. Uh, there was a lapel pin that if you look closely, it's actually a, an outline of Children's Mercy Park. Oh, that's cool. Kind of neat. I'm not sure when I would ever wear it or when I have a lapel. I don't really wear lapels. Uh, what else was there? You know, your free scarves. Oh, here was the most random. But the scarf wasn't actually in it, though, was it? It's like no, no. You always it? have to go pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the most randomness. It was a bunch of Hallmark cards, like three of them, just random Hallmark cards. It's like they were cleaning out their closet and they're like, oh, we could just give people these Hallmark cards. (laughs) And I get it. They have a huge partnership with them. But I was like, who the hell am I giving these cards to? Like, am I supposed to put them in my wife's lunchbox in the morning? Because she just throws cards
1: away. Sorry (laughs) if her family listens to this at all, but she she just throws them away. What kind of cards did you get? It was like, so sorry for your loss, like sympathy cards? Or...
2: <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. Yeah. Fucking sporting, so sorry for losing. Uh, no, it was like, you're great or uh, cheers to you. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't look closely, but it was definitely different. I don't like that. But hey, they got to do something different every year, man. They got to, you know, keep you talking about it because there's always going to be some freaking negativity online,
1: no matter what it is. Yeah, you know what would be better, though? Like, okay, Hallmark cards. Nobody cares. Like, how about, like, okay, they just came up with those special, like, J. Rieger Sporting KC whiskey bottles. Like, I know Ooh. you don't drink, but, like, you know it would get a lot of fans really happy? You're a season whiskey. ticket member. You get a J. Rieger whiskey Sporting KC special edition bottle.
2: Bro, like, I would just have you over to drink it, and I would hang <laughs> out. I'd just kick it with the bottle. But they could have just gave you an empty bottle.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like, FC Dallas gives season ticket members jerseys every year. Dude, so do the Chiefs. Like, if they can do that, like, sporting can afford it. I didn't know like, Dallas did that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And they send it. And a lot of teams that send scarves, like, send the scarf in the actual box. So you open it up, like, oh, this is really cool. I got a scarf. I got to put it on right now. I got to feel it. Not like a, you know, I coupon. <laughs> that like, is different.
2: Lame. Yeah, it gives you time to lose the coupon or something. and yeah. But you know what? That, the season ticket reps really take care of us. And, and I considered uh, asking my rep if he wanted to come on the podcast. I I don't know. Be a whole different okay. world of the different whole different world of the club. Yeah. I don't know if anyone out there would be interested in in hearing from someone like that. But I think we have a
1: decent relationship that he might do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. We could sort of find out how that whole world works. I don't really know much about yeah. that. So that's a good idea. It,
2: it's all one big family, and we don't think about the behind-the-scenes stuff as much. But having right. Chad on and Carter on and listening to them talk about all their multiple jobs and stuff, it, was, it really got me interested in hearing about other
1: positions too. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. So, um, I Maybe I'll make it happen. Yeah, definitely. I don't know that I'm going to be bold enough to predict a 2-0 win. That's pretty brave. Uh, Come on. I think it's going to be more likely like a 2-2 draw. draw, that's a lot of goals, man. It is, but, like, I just, I mean... Hey, if we score two
2: goals, I'm happy
1: anyways. Like, 2-2 draw is good. It means we scored twice. I'd like to think our defense is that improved over last year where we can go on the road and get a shutout, but I think you just got to prove it to me first. I'm not going to come out and say, like, right off the bat, oh, yeah, we're going to stop a a team that has a brand-new striker and Lucas Cavallini, who is apparently really good and we're playing on the road and we know playing on the road in mls is very hard so just put me down in the l
2: column colby we know (laughs) we know i predicted wrong more than more than right so there you go
1: yeah so i'm gonna go 2-2 draw and honestly look if we get a result and you've heard me say it before you get a result on the road in mls that's a good game so i
2: just i feel like that's always your safe pick though on the road you're like yeah it's totally gonna be a draw and it's like man up
1: jimmy be bold yeah, well, be fierce. Okay. Be shots of fierce. If I'm not, if I'm not gonna pick a draw, I'm more likely gonna pick a a loss in this game than a win. If I'm How dare you? Being honest. How dare but, you, sir? <laughs> but I think it'll be good. I just think there's still gonna be a little bit of time that, that needs to to happen for us to work out the kinks, get the new players sort of used to playing together, and and see what happens that way. So,
2: I'm just gonna pick like crazy wins all year. I'm feeling I'm feeling six nil against Houston the following week. I'm
1: feeling it. Okay. we'll see wouldn't that be nuts so let's uh let's get through a couple of these questions here um i want to go through these and then i want to get into our season predictions before we uh touch on a couple other things around the league and wrap up here um so let's see uh zachary hardin asks who is an opponent that would surprise us this season so that's a little bit of a tough question but is there somebody that you think might be a little bit better uh or maybe surprisingly worse i guess that could fit the question too than uh, than we're thinking this year
2: oh boy um i don't
1: that's a don't tough know. one to i want on to say
2: spot. yeah i want to say houston has a better year to be honest um yeah. but i just could don't be. know like they've always kind of been middle of the road they're either bad or they're like a little above i
1: don't know i think that's a good pick because you know they have a new coach they still have uh, albert elise they have Mara minotas um they have a good team and and they just didn't put it together last year they were really good at home just like really 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 exceptionally bad on the road and i think they sort of regressed to the mean a little bit as far as how bad they were on the road they went two and 15 last year on the road didn't get a single road draw two wins 15 losses but they wow. were ten, three, and four at home. So they're very good at home. I just think that, you know, maybe they get a couple of results on the road and and suddenly, you know, they were eight points out of the playoffs last year, and I think they can push for a play out of that sixth seventh playoff spot this year. Um so I don't know. I think that's a good pick. Um
2: Yeah, I mean Seattle's gonna be up there and good again, so I'm not gonna say they'll surprise us. LEFC should be good. Um Colorado probably be bad. I don't, yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I think Minnesota maybe is not going to be quite as good as they were last year. Galaxy will be fine. The Timbers, I think, are kind of a wild card. We'll see. They could be good. They could be kind of mediocre. But, you know, I think Houston is a good pick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Chicago could be better, but they also could be terrible. It's just going to be weird with their whole rebrand transition year. So, we'll see. Columbus seems to be kind of the trendy pick that a lot of people are picking right now. I just don't see them challenging for a trophy in any way this year. So we'll see. Gotcha. But good question. Um, let's see here. The Doc on Twitter asks, with the new involvements of the squad, how optimistic are you for all of the season and how deadly can you see us being this season? So do you think we can really sort of push for some of those, that maybe that top two or three playoff spots in the West? And, and do you think that our offense is going to be pretty solid this year?
2: You know, I want to say that I am optimistic, but I also say that I I always start the season optimistic. Um, I think we can be dangerous, man. I really do. Like the way I feel like Kyrie Shelton's our ace in the hole, man. I feel like him coming back and and the way we scored so many goals with him on the field, it's
1: going to be big. He's going to help us a lot. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's got. I think he'll definitely put some goals in the back of the net and create some chances. So,
2: I mean, is he the
1: most – god damn, was he the
2: most exciting person on the field those last two preseason Truth. games? Yeah, he might have been. He was so. fast, dude. He was beating people on the wing. I was like, damn, I, I didn't
1: recall him having that kind of Gerso speed. Maybe he takes some of that stuff that he learned over in Germany from the Bundesliga and the two Bundesliga, and he brings it back here, and it's just a more complete player. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. He learned a lot about how to ride the bench. <laughs> I mean, he's training with quality players. Right, though, right. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, and then Brendan M., and this kind of goes into our season long predictions. Brendan M wants to ask who do we think are going to win the postseason team awards like MVP, Golden Boot, etc.? So I think those are two oh, good damn. ones to try to pick. Do you have an MVP and a predicted Golden Boot winner for Sporting KC?
2: I hope Felipe wins the MVP. I hope he's the all-around playmaker, and that we're better with him on the field. Because um, I truly do believe he changes the he changes the feel of everything when he's on the field. Uh, as far as Golden Boot, I think the easy guess would be to be to say Polito, but yeah. I also thought we'd be seeing him banging some goals in preseason. So Stryker knows how to score. So why
1: didn't we see him really score? You know, I think he'll win the Golden Boot. I think he's just getting his feet underneath him, so I'm not worried about that. I think that's yeah. I, like you can or maybe Shallow, he comes back and and wins it again like he did in 2018. Maybe, but I think you lock in Polito, and I'm I'm not too concerned about that. That one I think is is pretty good. Felipe is a good shout for for MVP. Uh, Johnny Russell could win MVP. Uh, I, you know, who knows? Uh, but you know. Kinda, depending on how he comes in, if he makes a big impact, he could win MVP. So I think one of those three might end up winning team MVP this year. Gotcha. Or I guess the fourth one could be, I'm just going to name the whole team and say it's one of them. Uh, (laughs) The fourth one could be Tim Melia. If the defense turns around and Melia does what he normally does and sort of stands on his head and has a great year, I don't see why Tim Melia couldn't win team MVP either. Yeah, true. So I want to get your season long predictions and i want four things from you i want to ask you where you think sporting KC is going to finish in the west and then i want to know who you think is going to win the supporter shield mls cup and u.s open cup and i can go first if you want to think about it for a second
2: no i could rock it right now
1: okay let's do it
2: i think sporting gets fifth in the okay. west okay um i think i think seattle could very well repeat his mls cup okay um U.S. Open Cup, I think we have a pretty good run. And I, I'm going to say uh, it's been three years since we've taken that, so it's probably our time to do it again. Okay. There you go. I'm on record of saying we're winning the U.S. Open Cup. There you go. And what, what was the other one? Supporters Supporter Shield? Shield, yeah. You can't just ask me nine questions and be like, go <laughs> go on. Uh, Supporter Shield, man,
1: probably. Uh, how about NYC? Uh, interesting. I think they're going to struggle a little this year. You think so? Yeah, their turnover and whatnot, I think they might have a little bit of, you know, they'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them being a supporter shield contending team.
2: Oh, no, wait, maybe LA, maybe LAFC again.
1: Okay, okay, so those are not bad choices. But then uh, they won't win the whole thing. Yeah, okay, so we're we're almost inverted a little bit here. We did not confer about this ahead of time. I think SKC finishes fourth in the West, so not far off from where you said. I think they could push for third, but I think fourth is much more likely. I think Seattle wins the Supporter Shield. You said MLS Cup. I say Supporter Shield. I think LAFC gets it together this year and wins MLS Cup. Now, their defense looked really bad so far in the CCL, but I think they'll get that worked out. Might even bring in a defender in the in the summer. And I think they'll finally, finally, it's their third year, uh, get across the finish line and win MLS Cup. And I, too, agree that Sporting KC is going to win the U.S. Open Cup this year. So... I think that's just, you know, that's the tournament that anything can happen. And I think if you're going to target a trophy this year and be realistic, that's the one that we can target. And I think Peter probably knows it and and he's going to push real hard for it. So there we go. We'll see. Pretty, pretty cool. So those are all of the sporting KC news items that I want to cover. I do want to ask you a little bit about CCL and the rest of the schedule coming up this weekend for MLS, but do you have anything else SKC related you want to mention before we move on and wrap things up
2: nah man hopefully
1: this time next
2: week we're uh doing our first victory pod and uh you know
1: ready to look forward to a great home opener yes sir so we did see some mls clubs start play last week in ccl atlanta played lafc played the montreal impact played new york city played and seattle played did you get to watch any of the ccl from last week
2: no i kept track of the scores though but
1: i did not uh, yeah. actually watch atlanta looked fine-ish but you know i think they thought that they would be better against cd matagua uh, but you know they came out of there with a, a 1-1 draw uh, on the road so not a bad result uh, lafc just did not look good they lost 2-0 to leon in mexico carlos vela's first club game in mexico which is kind of weird Um, man and wasn't montreal up two nothing and then they ended up drawing yep montreal they had a a goal in the 12th and 22nd minutes and then uh, saprisa out of costa rica scored on the 80th and 90th minute so that kind of sucked the wild game was uh nycfc this game they ended up uh, beating 80 san carlos five to three but it just was like back and forth back and forth new york scored two then san carlos got one then new york scored two more then san carlos got two and then new york scored one again like it was just all over the place so penalty kicks left and right like it just it was wild and then Damn. seattle uh they were up to zero sixth minute and 54th minute goals but then olympia scored in the 63rd and 81st minute to go from a 2-0 win to a 2-2 draw so I don't know, not the greatest showing for MLS, and, and they're going to have... Uh, well, seven. they were all away games, weren't they? Right, so by the time you're listening That's kind of this, crazy. the game that will have already taken place is the Atlanta game that happened Tuesday. Uh, tonight, on Wednesday, New York City FC takes on AD San Carlos, and the Impact take on Deportivo Suprisa. And then Thursday, LAFC hosts Leon, and Seattle hosts Olympia. NYC get to
2: play at Red Bull Stadium. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Pretty
1: cool. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious.
2: It kind of is. I mean, I get it. You're still, you know, in New York. Well, you're not even in New York technically, but uh, at least it's a soccer stadium.
1: Yeah, <laughs> more than NYC can say normally. So
2: God, can you imagine inviting that Costa Rican team? They're like, "What is this? We're playing. We're playing on a baseball field." I, I thought, that, "Is this Dominican Republic? What is this?" A baseball
1: field with dimensions that are too small. Yeah. So. That'd be nuts. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's talk about MLS, uh, the rest of the MLS games. And I want to know: is there one or two games you're looking forward to this weekend outside of the Sporting KC game?
2: Is there one or two? What you what you beeping at? What's going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, one or two MLS games that you're looking forward to. I think the I don't know what the beeping is. There's somebody outside backing up.
2: Gotcha, LA. I was like, what yeah. is that? <laughs>
1: you, your brother's just making ramen. <laughs> I don't think anybody else is going to hear the beeping on this microphone so they're or not like, your, they're just crazy.
2: Oh, well, you're not at your brother's, you're at your cousin's, gotcha. Yeah. She's just making soup and that's the timer.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: You said other games that I'm interested yeah. in this weekend? Yeah. Well, you got me pulling up the schedule now.
1: Uh, I should have given you a warning.
2: I I'm going to say just it, it's just random cuz one of the first ones, Montreal and New England because I'm interested to see if Seth Sinovic plays. Okay. You know, I do I think that'll be a great game? Not really. But I think uh me, much like everyone else, really like Seth Sinovic, man. I mean, and and hope he does well, you know. Outside of that, I think NYC and Columbus could be good on Sunday. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of people have Columbus as a dark horse this year. Um and I could see how. I could see why. you know don't don't count them out they could be a a decent club but uh if it's not one of those two for me then you're probably lafc and miami could be interesting just to see miami's first game against Supporters shield
1: defenders like that kind of sucks yeah that's the one that i pick i'm really interested to see how lafc sort of rebounds from their tough ccl game i mean they'll have played the second one this game or right. by saturday so or sunday you so didn't, hopefully sucks you didn't match up your la trip with that i know i thought about it but eh, it's you? okay but you know inter miami obviously i want to see what they bring to the table and i want to see what pizarro brings and and we'll see i'm just interested to see how the well, new team this year sort of pans out
2: and nashville gets atlanta it's like is that what they do with these new teams they're like well, all they right see if you can cut it they are trying oh, okay. to make
1: that like the new Southern rivalry.
2: I get that. But if you think like like LAFC is kind of the Atlanta of the West. So it's
1: like we got these two new clubs. Let's put them up against these powerhouses. Yeah. So I think those will be interesting. The other one that I think will be interesting is Houston versus LA. And not because I think it'll be a good game. I'm curious to see how many fans come out to see Chicharito play for LA even though the game's in Houston.
2: Huh. So. I want, I'm interested to know if anyone paid $500 for that Chicharito meet and greet.
1: <laughs> you knew that was a thing, right? Yeah, I saw that. It's ridiculous. So, I just, Houston has such a problem getting fans out for their own games, but a, a name like Chicharito with the number of Mexican fans that live in, in Houston. You know, I think it'll be a draw, but it's just it sucks because they're not going to stay for the Dynamo. They're only coming to see G. So true,
2: and I get it. I, I get what they do, dude. You got to market how you how you want to, and and just to get people there. And we've done that too, just not to that extent. Like we're like, hey, right. buy these LA games because it's LA and you can see Zlatan. Blah blah blah. But we definitely weren't selling Zlatan's jersey. In the
1: park. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's just about how you market it. And, like, they market it so weird. Like, come see these three games because the three big-name Mexican players are going to be playing in Houston. And I just think you're selling them on the other team as opposed to trying really? to sell them on your own team. Also, I,
2: but it's Texas. And they, their Mexican contingent down
1: there is, is bizarre. So, I mean, it's going to work. Right. but here's what I would say to Houston if you're going to do that. Don't advertise other teams signing good Mexican players. Be smarter and sign good Mexican players yourselves. Like, if you know that's the market that's there, then lean into it.
2: I mean, so, the only thing that's missing is, like, free quesadillas. I mean, I <laughs> don't mean to sound racist. Very authentic. But, like, let's get authentic here, you know? Get Jesus. really pander to your Mexican crowd here. Oh, boy. Is that too much? Was that, that bad?
1: Note. <laughs> Was that bad? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Do we need to cut that?
1: No. I'll leave it in.
2: It's fine. Should I have said quesadillas? Was it bad pronunciation of quesadillas? Better. That's the okay. correct pronunciation, yes. Come on. You so. know what I'm saying, though. If, if they want to. <laughs> I love quesadillas, all right? And I love Mexican people.
1: On that note, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Oh, boy. Uh, Thank you for listening. Come on. I'm not singing La Cucaracha (laughs) or anything. Jesus. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's true. Um, Although I might. Nope. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first uh, prediction pod of the season. Um, Hopefully we come back next week with a victory pod after we beat the Vancouver Whitecaps. If Dan's prediction is right, we will. Uh, I'm a little bit more pessimistic this time around, but we'll see. So, uh, But, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod, at Dan Couser, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com nootherpod, or shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. And make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. But until next time, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, and we'll catch you all later. See ya. Go Sporting!
0: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful, time-tested gift around.